Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Great. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Ms. Melissa McCall of Moving Little Minds. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm super excited to have you. I love to have guests on the show. It's only happened one other time so far. All right. <laughs> so, well, Melissa, can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yes. So, I am currently a preschool literacy teacher. So, I serve children at my school. I'm at a private um, preschool. So I go into anywhere from the toddler's classrooms all the way up to TK. They come to me as a special. So um, I also do literacy consulting on the side at um, preschools as well. And I've been in education for almost 15 years now. I started as a kindergarten teacher and um, have worked my way through all all different types of jobs within education, but I'm super happy where I have landed here. Yes. You're all about the little ones. Love the little ones. Yes. (laughs) And that's really what drew me to Melissa. When I found her, we connected on um, Instagram, I think is where I found her first. And I've done a lot of work with kindergarten this year and writing instruction. And I feel like I've learned so much. And I was just really interested to hear um, her take and just have some conversations about that um, as she just isn't so knowledgeable about that that time of uh, student learning and growing. Um, so thank you. We've actually been in, in education for about the same amount of time, I would say, actually. So that's interesting. Um, Great. So one of the things that you and I talked about very quickly um, as we started to talk to talk together was about the different parts of writing and how one, I think that sometimes the definition of writing for teachers is not the same, you know, or what they think of as writing or writing instruction. And then the fact that there are things that seem kind of separate, but really are parts of writing. So tell me what your, your take is on that and what you've kind of learned about that. Yeah. So a lot of times when we think of preschool and early writing, the mind goes straight to hand. They have to be able to hold the pencil properly and form letters. But I think what often gets left out is that we write to communicate. We write to share an idea. We write to tell a story or give an opinion. And so a lot of times at the preschool level, we're just only focusing on handwriting and writing is so much more than handwriting. Um, Really, I consider writing into um, the composing side and then handwriting is separate. And I recently was reading um, the book that was recently released on literacy from NAEYC. um, And they actually have it into three sections. So composing, handwriting, and spelling. So really when we think of those young learners, 
we need to foster the actual writing and building that love of writing. And we can start that as early as two. We can have them scribble or draw with um, finger paint. And we say, what did you create? So it's so much more than just, here's how we hold a pencil. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that I have also noticed quite a few teachers, especially in that kindergarten level and sometimes first grade level, but more so kindergarten level, thinking about that handwriting and being able to get things onto paper as writing, you know, and it's how if writing is to communicate, like you said, that's one way to communicate, but you also have to be able to come up with the ideas of what you are writing and realize that what you're putting down on paper is matching what you're trying to communicate. And that love of writing, as you said, has to be remembered as you are having students engage in these different activities and as you're instructing them and and thinking about what you're trying to get them to do, that that love of writing and and incorporating that can't go away, right? And and, um, all the things that you might, and you might be doing, that you might be doing. Exactly. And a lot of times at the preschool level, that has to be formed through modeling because it is complicated to think about how is a story formed? And if we're not modeling and practicing that, then that idea is often lost. Um, There was an article I read that said that preschool students are engaged in less than two minutes of writing a day. Mm. Um, So really just thinking about, you know, we have to dedicate time and effort into this task. It doesn't come easily, um, but it is so important because um, writing is the foundation of so many other amazing things. Right. And I'm sure that there aren't many preschool classes that are lacking in read alouds and, and, you know, reading of, of books. Exactly. Right. And they might have some centers with finger paint, like you said, but are they, are there many classes that have the modeling of the writing? Right. So what are some of the things that you see teachers doing in that to think about that aspect? especially in the fours and the TK classrooms, they can already start journaling. And really, you know, I, I love the, um, the very simple, it's taking it to the very bare bones, but the three finger method, character action setting. So CAS and just thinking about, okay, a story has a character. Who are, who's your character? And one great thing you can do with that is little character sticks. Um, I love printing out characters and then putting the word on the stick. So that can, and having a little bucket to inspire ideas. So grab a character out of the stick and maybe we can come up with a problem that happens. Um, the A part of that is action. So what is the action in the story? Every good story has to have something exciting happen. And then finally, um, S is the setting. So where's our story gonna happen? So just very bare bones, basic characters, action, setting. And so having the teacher model that for them and then having the students take part in that storytelling. Exactly. And it's really um, something you want to do together. So if, you know, you do have some time for a journal, but at the very beginning, it's just, let's create this together. Mm -hmm. Let's create it again and again together Mm -hmm. and sharing that pencil and drawing. It's, you know, it's drawing the picture together. They can easily come share that pen. Right, right. And 
as you know, when they don't have the opportunity to tell a story and then, you know, also include the picture, the picture, because composing with pictures is one of the first steps in early writing, you know, right? So they need to be able to understand how that works, how you're matching your story to what you're trying to draw, and then having the opportunity to try that. And like you said, share the pen and, and shared writing in this part doesn't even have to be the letter writing at first, you know, until the students are ready for that. Exactly. A picture is writing. And then the follow-up to that is, okay, retelling the picture by touching the parts of the story. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. So um, you can tell your story by really showing me what's happening with your finger too. Like I was outside and it was a sunny day and, you know, pointing to the sun, Mm -hmm. just really modeling and making it simplified. Mm -hmm. And I bet that there are teachers who might do things like that, but retelling a story they've read, and this is just creating the story on your own, right? And showing them this part of writing, which is the composing part, which is so, um, it has to be almost equal, I think, to the other parts of writing, like the handwriting. Exactly. And even taking, um, doing this directly after a read aloud. So Mm -hmm. like taking that amazing story and just writing it into your own words very simply as a way to show how an author can create a story. Right. I love that idea. So tell me a little bit about what you would see as your ideal writing time or times um, in pre-K. And then I would love to hear any thoughts you have about kindergarten and how that may be similar or different? So because of all the different components of writing and all the development that's taking place in preschool, um, really it can, I wouldn't say that there's any one perfect time Mm -hmm. to write. I think that it can be integrated throughout the day. Um, If we think of the three parts, let's think of spelling. So your spelling is going to come naturally through a lot of your phonics instruction. So learning the alphabet. And then also, um, I really love interactive writing. Mm-hmm. So interactive writing is a great way to practice those um, phonemic awareness skills, which um, if you're not familiar with interactive writing, it's where you're creating a sentence and sharing the pen. Um, so in morning circle, that's a really great time to write a sentence about something fun you're going to do that day. That's always, as a kindergarten teacher, when we would do our interactive writing, would be um, in the morning. And that's Mm -hmm. a great way to practice that spelling. Mm -hmm. Um, Also using Elkonin boxes. um, We do this. I encourage the teachers. They do it with me every day when they come. Um, So that's a great way to do the spelling. And then as far as composing, I think that, you know, after a read aloud, that's a lot of times when we spark some fun creative writing, like say that we've just read not a box. Well, we can easily glue. I don't know if you're familiar, but the box is not a box. I, I just have to say that I love that book. Yes. And I have read it to my children multiple times. So yes, if you don't know the book, not a box it has a little bunny on it and it's adorable. <laughs> it's so cute, but easily like gluing a rectangle on a paper and saying, tell me about what is, this isn't a box. What is it? Um, I think a lot of just fun, engaging extensions when you're at the preschool level 
that way. And then honestly incorporating writing into every center. Um, I truly feel that every single center in a preschool classroom should have paper and a pencil. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing with that is like a formation chart. So, you know, hanging up how you write the letters. So that really encourages them to remember those, those skills. Um, but like, let's just say you can take paper out to recess and they can write speeding tickets of their friends. You can make a vet office and have file folders that they can write in, um, in the block center. This is sometimes, especially um, boys can sometimes be reluctant to write, but that's a great opportunity, like making signs. So already having shapes cut and encouraging them to try to write stop and put that around the block center. So um, I do think when it comes to handwriting, you do need more explicit instruction. And so that really needs to be a set time. Mm -hmm. But as far as in the preschool classroom, I think it can all kind of be immersed. Mm -hmm. But I do think you have to make effort to have that time. Thank you in so the, much. Oh yeah, go ahead, go. And then in the, I'm just really chatting here. Um, no, I love the, it. <laughs> in the kindergarten classroom, they're absolutely must, I believe, be a set period of time for writing instruction. Okay. Um, that is not handwriting instruction. So mm -hmm. a time mm -hmm. dedicated in your day to teaching and modeling and practicing how to compose a story and how to put your thoughts into practice. And would you also say that kindergarten, I mean, I think you had told me before you do feel center should be incorporated in kindergarten. Is that correct? Absolutely. And, um, and, and that's just, you know, it sounds like it could be very similar and not really having to be extended too much that just have paper and talk about the things that they can write during the center time. Exactly. Um, I, was, I always tried to give, oh, sorry. No, I always no. tried to give an idea of like when we had, um, in kindergarten, like maybe that week we were talking about nutrition. So we would have plates in the, um, in the creative living center and they would create a plate that they were going to serve to their friends. Mm -hmm. And I encouraged them to sound out and write, you know, the words that would match what was on their plate. So just mm -hmm. simple things like that for sure. Right. And I would think that in the pre-K they could use the paper in their centers to also draw because that's something they, that's a skill that they need to learn. I mean, I've seen so many kindergartners who are still scribbling for their pictures and just coloring the page and they need a, a lot of, um, you know, help with just using shapes and, and, and appropriate colors. And so I would imagine that pre-K that could be something they could do as well, especially when they're still, um, starting to learn how to, you know, write the letters. Exactly. And that's where your modeling comes into, I think, um, modeling how to draw is so important too. I love the book. Um, I read it years ago, thinking, I believe it's called thinking, thinking. drawing, writing. Yes. Okay. And that really is, just talks about how we also have to give drawing instructions. So um, mm -hmm. when you do that, modeling in front of the class, you know, showing them, this is how I'm going to draw the cow. And then you can even give them whiteboards to follow along, um, just as an, an extra step too. I mean, you can do so much with that. So then you can also sound out the word cow. I mean, right. there's so many levels 
Right. Two, it's just dedicating the time. Yes. Yeah. And having an idea, right. For what it could look like if you do have those various levels. And I think things like that, it's like, once you figure it out, you're good, right. You can continue and you're going to keep thinking of ways to up the level and meet your students' needs. It's just, you know, figuring it out at first. Um, And I, of course, agree with you about kindergarten and how I believe that although there are so many ways that you can be working on writing, that they should have a dedicated time to work on the, you know, a little bit more of the composing, the composing piece. Um, I was thinking about a question I have for you. I know that there are teachers, especially at the kindergarten level, who think that, well, if we're still teaching them their letters, and some of them are still learning how to form their letters, and then they imagine, or they're, you know, they're switching over to or working on the workshop time where they're composing, and they're composing with pictures, and then they're starting to um do labels or, and maybe they're still doing scribbles for their letters or what have you. But I am, I know that some of them are just wondering, well, is that okay? Like we're teaching them the letters, but they don't really know it yet. But then we come over and, and want them to do writing time. So what would you say to teachers that are wondering about that or just not sure how that works? So writing is such a developmental process. And so we have to meet them where they are. So if they are not able to write the letters, that doesn't mean that they can't write a story. So stories are composing words, you know, so we don't need to be able to write the letters in order to tell a story. We can tell a story through our best drawings and our words. So um, just in continue to encouraging, you know, meeting them at their level. So maybe they can't write the word dog, but maybe they could write a D next to the dog um, and just really getting them more comfortable with telling their story through pictures um, is still invaluable for sure. Right. Yeah. Thank you. And I think just knowing that there are those parts to writing and you're working on all of those parts and they keep coming together more and more, but if you leave one and only work on the others, then eventually they're going to be lacking. Absolutely. Yeah, if you you really have to hit all three. I mean, writing is complex and mm-hmm. we have to make sure that all three areas are, you know, strengthened and dedicated time to right. for sure. Right. Absolutely. Oh, I feel like I've learned so much just in a little bit of time talking here. <laughs> and I just love having the conversation about writing about in any topic. Um, are there any final thoughts that you have that you would want, you know, um, the teachers of the little ones, the pre-K and the K to be able to walk away with? I think my biggest thing is to just remember that this is important and it's fun. So, um, storytelling is such an important part of children's lives. And one of the easiest ways to do that is by allowing them and giving them the freedom to draw and tell their own stories. So just any way that you can encourage that and foster that love of storytelling. Yes. And I love how you said to encourage, you know, their own stories because they need to know that they have these stories to tell and that they're worth telling, you know, and the more meaningful it is for them, the more willing they're going to be to write. And we also know that these 
students, although some might be hesitant, you know, in kindergarten, it's like you, they always want to talk about themselves, right? Pre-K, they want to tell, talk about, they talk about you too. I always go in and get lots of compliments. I love going in the K classrooms, um, <laughs> but they always talk about themselves. But then eventually their hesitation builds or their, you know, that, um, that lack of just sharing everything. And so if they don't have that foundation to know that they already have great ideas and that they already are writers and that it can be enjoyable, it's really a hard road um, to overcome, you know, that that obstacle where the students are in first or second or third grade and they're, they haven't ever been, you know, encouraged to love it or encouraged that they're already writers and then they don't want to write. That's such a great point. And a lot of times we think of that as, handwriting so like right. they don't if they can't write with their hands then they're going to struggle and I've seen that firsthand mm -hmm. where I've seen third graders shut down because they really physically can't write mm -hmm. but I've also seen that and I'm sure you see this all the time I don't have anything to say mm -hmm. and that that is very common I saw that in kindergarten um I was also in the third grade class and saw that a lot mm -hmm. so you're right the sooner that we can encourage and foster and speak to them and say, you are a writer. Mm -hmm. um, start from really from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yes, because I believe that a lot of the reasons that students in some of the older grades don't feel like they have anything to write or they don't have any ideas is because they haven't really had the chance to try that. Um, because I think a lot of times they maybe not so much in pre-K and maybe not so much in a lot of K classrooms, but sometimes um they're given all the topics and and they're told what to write and they're given so much heavy support and there's so much control over what they do during writing time that they don't have the opportunity to try out their own ideas or to even need to think of their own ideas because they're given to them um and so if we think about that in these younger years it will just help them so much as they grow as writers that's a great point Agree. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, this was great, Melissa. I want to have you back again. I mean, not only because we have the same name, but also <laughs> because it was such a great conversation. I know the listeners will have so much to that they will learn about it. So if you would like to hear more from Melissa, where can they find you? Yes. Um, I am online um, on Instagram at, at moving little minds. I also have a Facebook page, which is Moving Little Minds. And if you um, want to check out my website, it's just www.movinglittleminds.com. Awesome. And I will put all that in the show notes. And um, it was so great. Thank you for coming. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Keep yes. up the good work. Oh, thank you. You too. <laughs> Hello again, writing teacher. I am so glad that you are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, wherever it is that you do listen, to go ahead and do a review and let people know what's so great about it. I would love for more teachers to be able to get some learning about writing from this podcast. And if you're interested in any further information, you can find me in a couple of places. One is YouTube, Melissa Morrison. I have a lot of videos there for you to, to help you with writing instruction. And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Teaching to Transform LLC, and a Facebook group where you can learn more from me and chat with other teachers. It is called Transform Writing K-8, through and I would love to see you there. Have a great day.